Welcome back to Noise Extra. I'm Gray Holger, here with my co-host Tara Connolly. Hi. Mike Connolly. Hello. And our guest Jay Howard of Circuit Wound. Hello. And Jay brought with him a delicious morsel of 90s noise that uh, I'm coveting quite hard right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. We all are. Yep. We better keep it away from the drool that we're <laughs> drooling all over. Well, it is in a plastic library case. It's so it's right. somewhat yeah. drool proof. Not entirely. It's I scotch guarded it before we, I came over. <laughs> Good thinking. Uh, which is Pessimistic Cyborg by Japanese noise artist Third Organ. Mm-hmm. Uh SAC 17, 1996 cassette on the venerable self-abuse records of whom Tara is wearing a shirt today and, yes. uh, it's a nice you know, one. just regular fodder for this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, that's just how it goes. We could just call it self-abuse extra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> uh, good Lord. But I, it's very deserving because Pat really picked out some great noise and this is, uh, this one's right up there. Oh my God. Ooh. But before we get to that. Connolly's. What's been in your ears? Well, aside from building up to this episode, we've been just listening to a lot of third organ. Whole lot of third organ. Whole lot of yeah, third organ. Heavy rotation. Very obsessed right now. Um, but we decided to have our own little seven inch Sunday this past Sunday. So we basically just DJ, we just pulled out a stack of seven inches and just just went noise seven inch DJ crazy. Sounds like a fun time. What do you it, jam? It was really good. It, it was, was a fun afternoon it for was us. Really good absolutely. Because, and also, yeah, in, well, basically what was happening was I was DJing the seven inches and Tara was like cleaning candlesticks and like, she was like, so she she was doing like domestic things on the table Sometimes on the couch. Sometimes you got to polish and your I was silver. supplying the, uh, the seven inch DJ set. So a little, a little, uh, chunk of what we, what we listened to on our seven inch Sunday, we kicked it off with the hangman's orgasm. Seven inch classic the first self abuse release. Oh yeah, we did the Patreon about mm-hmm. it. Yes, and of course, I mean yeah. again, self abuse. You know, sounded great. It was the, it's the first self abuse release. Th- that's the one that's like all like real frantic tape manipulation yes. and stuff. Just real like, for, I don't know how to even. Yeah, it's just maniacal. Yeah, a hundred percent. It is a wild one, and the cover is really cool because it's all. Yeah, everyone is different because they're all colored in. Yeah, like, yeah, that's with right. With like crayons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like crayons Pencil. or colored pencils yeah. or something. That's, yeah, it's yeah. So cool. It's okay, so good. Look, I ordered this thing when we did that Patreon yeah. episode, mm-hmm. but mine hasn't shown up yet. Well, you're gonna be oh so excited when it does. I'm. It's I'm, gonna be I great. I want to hear it now. It, you're you're gonna hear it so soon. It's gonna be like that lost mail, and you get it, and you're like, yeah, yes. I didn't even think this was coming. Well, maybe awesome. it'll be here today. That would be super. <laughs> and then we had a little fun zone. Pulled out some Merzbau seven inches. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. Pulled out Merzbau cockiest P music for man with no name seven inch. Dude, <laughs> so that one is so good. And what was so great is uh, Gray and I had just recently gone to see High Plains Drifter in the theater at the New Beverly. So kind of in a Western zone. And this has the like Western Morricone music that's mm-hmm. like sampled throughout. So it's like it's like Western noise. You know who else uh, kind of obliterated that Morricone stuff really well is uh, PETA. On on get out, oh. get out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, uh, that track, yeah. So I, yeah, I love it. And the seven inch, it's so good. Fusetron, classic. Also threw on the Electronauts pick disc oh, seven inch, that, great one. I don't mm-hmm. have that one. I want that one. Mm-hmm. It's so good. It was great. The picture is amazing, and like it, it the, the music truly felt like it was like ropes and knots being like stretched. Yeah, I was gonna say that's the Japanese bondage. Picture yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm Dirter and Cold Spring, I think. Oh, great. It was a co-release. Man, these are nice picks. What else? Uh, Mersbau Black Leather Jesus Split 7-inch. <laughs> that was really good, too. Dude. You were going in. You just you hit the M's and stopped. <laughs> we, it was just... It was, it Non-alphabetical was, in our home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, ra- it was just like, oh, man. Random check. Oh, yeah, you guys I'm, are on that guesswork filing program. Yes, right? very much. I think I remember putting in here... Yeah, 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 yeah. Filing system. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was exactly the filing system we were using. It was great. Um, amazing one. The, the Black Leather Jesus side is just so, like, just rotten Black Leather Jesus. The Merzbau is just in the pocket, mid-90s Merzbau. That's on Deadline, right? Yep, yeah. on Deadline. Is your ox cover? Uh, 
pain jerk bastard noise split seven inch on alternative tentacles. Uh, fantastic one. I think there's a collaboration in there too, well, right? Well, yes, yes, there is. I think the last, I think the last part of it is a collaboration. I think it's, I think it's bastard noise vocals and pain jerk noise. I think I'm not a yeah. hundred. It's actually kind of an unclear seven inch mm-hmm. yeah, because yeah. the, the pain jerk side has, like the alternative tentacles label and then the bastard noise side has like the or wait, no I think it might even be like opposite or something like it's it's, it's that uh, classic thing where you're like I th- I think this is pain jerk I'm not really sure yeah, like yeah. I, I yeah. think but then that's it could, who's it could, on the 7 inch because it could be a collab know. right yeah. it was like one of those like I'm not 100% it's unclear sure. yeah it's been a while since I've jammed that one yeah. but yeah I, I mean yeah could be totally wrong I remember like the A side being a split or something like that yeah. and the B side being the collab yeah it might be or something yeah, like yeah, yeah. that it's hey, one look, of those mystery it sounded ones. really good when I was picking sequins yeah. out of our carpet yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean yeah. <laughs> and that one's good that one I always have a, a very fond memory of because since it was on alternative tentacles it got distribution and yeah, when I was at it's the, easy to find yeah. totally easy to find and when I was at the radio station we got like a promo copy for the radio station so I would play that all the time on the mm-hmm. video. Um, but yeah, that one's amazing. Uh, then we dipped in to a little intrinsic action. Oh, you know I'm a fan. Yes. <laughs> Through on NYC Adult Books and Video 7-inch, the live 7-inch. So, so good. I love the introductions in that. Before it is Shock Pit, you know, introducing it. Is that uh, the one that in the liner notes uh, thanks the person that made their leather overalls? Yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite bits of liner note trivia. Thanks the leather overalls. Also, there's a there's a there's a misprint um, on one of the sides. It says Shock Pit is like twice, but mm-hmm. it's not. But, the, but there's a little note saying that it was classic style. Yeah. Put in, yeah. Put Changes it. Little, little Xerox in. There. in. And oh, and that's also got the great on the back. So, are you looking for a little action? That's what it says on the back. <laughs> and then uh, kept, kept stayed in the intrinsic action zone with the groupies seven inch, the final. Oh wow! Entry mm-hmm. into the intrinsic action canon, so amazing. And I love on that one too because it says it's it's got like because it's when he moves to Chicago and it says like. NYC is like dead. Times Square is like been. I can't. I'm paraphrasing. You somehow it's like been cleaned up. Uh, so it's time for Bloody Minds to head to Chicago yep. or whatever, and that's when he. Then <laughs> that's that's our, when their he, last one. Yeah, how that was that one that was, was great. We, that one I think we did twice because it's just like yeah, it's so classic. I and have, it looks good. Yeah, I have they all look the really intrinsic tough. action yeah. vinyl. It's like I tracked that down years ago. I got completely obsessed. The first one I ever bought was Dazed, which is still like just one of my absolute favorites. Oh, yeah, but, that and that he, there's a version of that on the on the NYC Adult Books yeah. video. Uh, shock pit motivation and misguided thanks, dude. Ooh. Which I lo- dude, my thanks are so misguided. <laughs> a lot of a lot of tracks on that seven inch. I mean, I guess they're like two. He, I mean, so uh, <laughs> in we, and out. You know, we do always talk about Pat being and self abuse being kind of the seven inch master. I mean, Solotrof was right there. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. You yeah. know, all those seven inches he did. Not only bloody minded and intrinsic action, but you know, murder corporation, sodality. Yeah. Um, so a, many more. There was a good Atrax Morgue one. Yeah, yep, Atrax. Yep, yeah. There's he, a new Atrax Morgue, like posthumous one called Omicidio too, right? Yeah, Omicidio. yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's available that I'd actually need to grab. Uh, yeah. There's. I mean, he did the he did a really great series of seven inches color vinyl. We talked about uh, the Murder Corporation one as a yep. Patreon thing, but there were a bunch of great ones in that series. There's a Jim Goodall one, stuff yep. stripped from the Sacred Prostitution five tape sets. The, the thing that's crazy too about Bloodlust is the that tape series. And yes. they and talk about just gone, gone, gone. Because I think he only did fifty yeah. of all. All of the them. ones in the mm-hmm. bags, and then yeah, there were the those, ones those in the, the vinyl yes. tape cases that like there's are great too. Yeah, those are awesome too. But the, I I think of those big ones, and they look so amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing selection of artists, and they're just. Some of them see. have gotten reissues, yeah, luckily. Yeah, uh, but yeah, those those tapes are really something great. But that was a that was kind of the main chunk of our seven inch Sunday. So it was a it was a great day. Yeah, because then we had to catch up on like SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Greg? Uh, I, I was working in the studio, and you know, I, I put a CD player in here, so I opened I opened it to put a CD in, and there was already a CD in there with some like silver disc, black screen print texture on it. No clue what it was. Put mm-hmm. it on. Listen to it all the way through. I was like, I'm, I'll listen to it. Maybe I'll know what it is. 
did not know what it was. I had to throw it in the old computer and go to the CD database. And uh, it is it was the Macroninfo Government Alpha Split CD. Yeah, oh, nice. Yes. Which is awesome, and I am embarrassed to say I didn't know what it was right yes. off the bat. But it's a split CD. Well, there's World a lot Expe- of choices. Dude, you know what I mean. Fifty years ahead is fifty, 50 years, years behind. behind. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great Dude, ride. The disc. screaming beast. Dude. <laughs> so that was the that was kickstarted by like I wanted to play something else, and what I was trying to play was uh, Striations Vietnamization. CD uh, on Iban and Old Captain, which just just like super. I don't know. It's it's really good atmospheric weird noise from Striations. There's some vocals, but there's also like samples from. It must be like in the year of the pit, in the year of the pig, and Winter Soldier, and certainly other. Like I think there's a army training, like Vietnam army training speech in there, and some other stuff. And it really gives you like an attitude. I mean, especially hearing the. Uh, like the Winter Soldier stuff, which was a summit in 1970-71 where all the like soldiers from Vietnam went and, and confessed their war crimes and like what was acceptable to do in Vietnam, what Oof. they were ordered to do in Vietnam. And it's really, really took me three watchings to get through that documentary. The Yikes. first time I saw it, it's really savage. Talk about true crime. I mean, like, <laughs> no, that's right. And if I'm, I remember that was when you were living at the Marshall House, Marshall Street House. Yeah. Right? You guys were watching. I remember, yeah. and I remember you being like, "Dude, it's like I can't get through it in one sitting." Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it might not help that my my father was in Vietnam, uh, well, stationed oh, over there. Oh, of course, it makes it more. It makes yeah, it, it makes yeah. it really yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it certainly uh, you know, this brought back memories of watching that, which you know elicits a response, but also looking at it as more of a noise release and just samples of something that that I'm familiar with. Uh, just good sounds, nice atmospheres. Yeah. Uh, it's a cool double disc. I like this one. Uh, no, that that was actually probably one of my favorite releases of last year. Yeah, yeah, it's it a just, really good. Yeah, one. Mike killed it on that. Like, not only is there just good power electronics on there, it's like what you mentioned, like all the samples and like the radio adverts and you know the recruiting sounds yeah. and like the news reels, like the way he. Um, sound collaged it yeah boot like camp the, stuff like for field recordings or whatever like all this kind of stuff you get in there yeah like the whole second disc is all just this sound collage of just yeah like like i said radio sounds recruitment you know adverts and just various news reports like everything and just it get it, you're there you know it's it's incredible what yeah. he did awesome. very cool very cool release uh he just released a batch of new three-inch CDRs, actually, which we all know near and dear to my heart. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he did a molest three-inch. Oh, very cool. Oh, oh, nice. oh, I know uh, maybe the Conleys will want to track that one now. Absolutely be looking for that. Oh, man, I have to add a three-inch CD? I don't know. I, I'm going to have to get like a zone to keep them straight because, you know, we had to purge our lives from We had so many. I just found them everywhere. Like at one point in our apartment, I was like... Mike, I swear we have one in every single room. So I went from room to room. They were like under the bathroom cabinet. They were like in the nightstand. The bedroom. I'm sorry. They she were <laughs> in the kitchen. I had them in the kitchen. I'm sorry. I don't know how. In I the know dining I room. To that three inch plague in many people's homes. Well, look, I still deal with it myself. On we a daily were irresponsible basis. with them because you just you're like I'll put it anywhere. It's just so little. Oh my god, they were everywhere. It was crazy. I made a special shelf to hold all of mine, and I still I still have them all kind of kept together. Yeah. Because you can't put them on cassette shelves because they're too deep. Yeah. So it's like really hard well, to figure can, out where to put them. What you can do if you have those nice cassette shelves is you can leave the space for three inches in between them and then you can stack them in there and they fit really nicely. Okay. Well, that's one way to do it. Well, that's little pretty tip. nice. Well, pro, a pro tip there. I can safely say that is a pro tip. Love it. Um, and then uh, I had just gotten in the mail the new Himu Cult Vulgar reissue on Found Remains and put that in and. Uh, I listened to it all the way through while working on some stuff and was just like, damn, this is really good. And then my friend came over in the evening to pick up a a reverb pedal, actually. Mm -hmm. And I played it for him. I was like still just like stuck on how good it was. And then the next day I woke up and put it on again. So it looks good. We haven't heard it yet. And you t- and you texted us. It looks amazing. To, I did. To I order us to order it. Basically. Yeah, we're yes, gonna pick it I up. Did. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> love him Yeah, she's great. This one is uh, just. I I keep, you know, it was in my best of last year. Was the uh, the sex worker tape on Total Black and like this uh, this material predates that, but it has the same attention to detail. Weird sort of field recording found sound. Uh, unknowingly taped conversations. Uh, 
power electronics, but not a lot of space, a lot of distance. Um, cool vocal style, cool, like weird. <laughs> the sound palette is very sort of late eighties Euro P industrial vibes. Mm. And it's really, really good. And I was also listening to, uh, before that, which remind, which it reminded me of was the, uh, Alzvada, Nix Gavesson LP by Maria Zerfall. Oh yeah. You, you, you should, you told us about well, that too. There's a eight LP seven inch t-shirt box coming out on vinyl on demand. I think Ooh. like this month or next, um, I I bought this LP like 20 years ago. I came out on Memphrim to Bile. It's so, so good. It's like another female solo power electronics. I think solo power electronics project Uh, using bass guitar. Some of the stuff is really, truly like scrapyard industrial sounding stuff. Mm -hmm. And some of it's uh, more rhythmic in nature, but it's all really, really good. That LP collects a bunch of stuff from a tapes, uh, from tapes. Um, I know my German's bad. I believe uh, the title translates to as if nothing had happened. Oh, cool. But highest recommendations for that one, too. And I've been very rarely driving my car these days, but last time I did, I had just gotten a big old box from Tesco USA, and the Detrimental Effect Your Truth CD was in there. Uh, I think it's a new project. I'm not very familiar with it. Kind of uh, by-the-books European power electronic sounding stuff. Nice sound palette, really good, but I haven't delved into it enough to pick out all the nuance. Um, in car listening, you know, you're like driving mm-hmm. somewhere, so it's not the yeah. best place always to to focus, at least in the city. And I think that's it. Jay, you got any stuff that's been tickling your ears? Um, I have not been listening to that much noise lately, unfortunately. Um, I I always throw on sissy SpaceX stuff. That's it's no matter what I'm in the mood for, just. SpaceX just gets it done. Well, we were talking because you have the uh, Sissy SpaceX self-titled LP on display in my living room right now. Yeah, yeah. And Jay yeah, noticed I noticed that. that yeah. I was like, "Ooh, neat." <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that one. I I don't I don't think we did a recent listening with Sienko, but that was in my listening uh, back when we did that episode. So yeah, I had on um, the uh, split collab with K two. Oh, nice. Yeah, which is wild. It's like a cross between like K2's hyper cut up and like some of the really noisy grime stuff. So it's like really good mix of everything. And then I had then after that I put on uh, Freak with Jet. Oh yeah, yeah, Freak just with one Jet. of like little you know seventy songs in thirteen minutes or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, some of those I like Spacer because the style shifts so often you don't really know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. And uh it's a fun it always, guessing game. And it always hits too. <laughs> it's gonna scratch that itch. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, no matter what this is, it ends up being awesome. Whether it's like, you know, some of the weirder like sound collage kind of stuff. Or, yeah. you know, or whether just they're doing the noise grind kind of thing. It's like, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's just no matter what I'm in the mood for, it just hits the spot. Right on. Nice. <laughs> nice. You know what else hits the spot? Oh, uh, we sure do. Does that spot have a lot of trouble? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. A lot of oh. trouble. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a noisy world to be a pessimistic cyborg in. Dude, what an incredible tape. And speaking of noisy tape. worlds. It was wild. That tape is wild. The first... Four no thirteen tracks on the A side of this. Uh, none of them reaching barely over a minute. Are At the edited, longest, yeah, yeah, a minute, minute two, according to a certain internet website that she'll probably be named every episode anyway. <laughs> they need our help. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I want points. <laughs> uh, tracks one through thirteen edited by Shohei Iwasaki, aka Mombui. Absolutely, or Monday Bruits. Yeah, <laughs> uh, noise world. Uh, so he chopped chunks out of what I, I I was trying to hear when we were listening to this, if any of this was from this specific source material, which I imagine it, it had to be, mm-hmm. but yeah. it was definitely hard to pick out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was doing the same thing. I, I couldn't hear anything specifically like, Oh, there's that one sound. Yeah. Yeah. But it's so much chaos. Well, it, yeah. Yeah. There's, it's, it's probably impossible to do anyways, just yeah. because it's so, so busy. I... I think third organ might be the harshest. 
It's so hard. I mean, third like, organ is really harsh. It's even hard to pick things out of it. It's so harsh. Yeah, I do believe that Connolly thinks that it's the harshest. I, yeah. dude, I think. I think. I mean, this tape in particular, but also, oh, like I said, we've been we've been really digging into third organ, and it is uh, these like, '90s tapes are. Just true. Like, again, it's it is one of those words that gets used, you know, harsh noise or whatever. But I think third organ is harsh noise. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We can say it's among yeah. the harshest. We yeah. say it's the harshest. But like, well, it's definitely moment, among I've, the harshest. But it, but it kind of goes. It kind of makes sense because, well, we we were able to find an interview with third organ. This is, this took an incredible amount of Indiana Jones style archeology, span but we found <laughs> it's difficult and we'll go into the interview a little more. But one thing in the interview, he says, I they ask the him if, you know, what are, you know, what he's got coming up and he, what his plans are. And he said, this is, fr- this is a quote uh, of, from third organ, Akihiro Shimizu. I want to create more complex, more intense noise so that people will feel sick after listening. And he might have accomplished Yeah, which, yeah. It was, that's I, all I, I actually, could think of the yeah, whole time. It was, it's very disorienting <laughs> because yes. of how busy it is and the fact that it's almost constantly in stereo. So not only is it, it's not just one track of just super complex, fast, harsh noise. It's layers upon layers upon layers in stereo yeah. so of super just, fast yeah. stereo panning feedback. And it's once so you amazing. pointed out, like looking at the at the little digital screen and seeing how it's panning so much, I like wanted to throw up when I started. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't look like, at that. I had to close my eyes. I was like, it's dizzying. No. <laughs> it's dizzying and disorienting. It was. And not only that, it's a 60-minute tape, yes. too. So you yes. have an hour no of this. It's not, yeah. it's not a, like, a, like a little 10-minute blaster. No, yeah. no. This is uh, balls to the wall. Yeah, there's no... Uh, yeah, you got to put, put in the time. What a great title, Pessimistic Cyborg, too. It, uh, it, it reminds me of a couple things, and this is completely unrelated, but... Uh, Marvin the Paranoid Android from Hitchhiker's Guide to the of Galaxy yes. series. Yeah. And uh, I, I noted also that it predates... Indie rock band Radiohead's album OK Computer by one year. Wonder if they were inspired by <laughs> Third Organ. They are. They ripped off the opposite of a mystic cyborg. But actually, when when I got that tape out, oddly enough, it reminded me of Ed Two Hundred Nine from RoboCop. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. So then I had to pull up, which it's been a long time since I've seen mm-hmm. that movie. Um, I had to pull up the infamous scene where they're in the, cor- the boardroom scene. The boardroom yeah, scene. They're in the corporate boardroom scene. It's one of the most violent scenes. Oh my in god! Movie. Robocop is such a violent <laughs> yeah. movie. It didn't think you forget. Yeah. And I you watched w- that when I was a little kid. Yeah. Yep. Like, yeah. so Robocop. So gory. Yeah. So yeah, it goes. Yeah. So Ed Two Hundred Nine comes in the room, and it almost looks the co- like the cover like, or the like back. The, the guy yeah, in the back. The, the yeah. thing on the back cover almost looks like it, which is what reminded me of Ed Two Hundred Nine. Yeah, so they're like, all right, here's the test run. And he just pumps this dude full of so many bullets, and yeah. he doesn't stop. He's just a big pile <laughs> of blood and guts, and he's just like, <laughs> just laying into him for way too long. And the movie is supremely violent. But, but it's- and I remember that, like, not, like, maybe fucking me up a little bit when I was a kid, you know? I was like, who knows what, how old I was when I saw that? I'm like, <laughs> we were probably all, I think we're all roughly the same age. I mean, yeah. I'm sure we all saw it when it came out. Like, like, yeah, 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 like yeah. seven or eight years yeah, old totally. or whatever. Like, whoa, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah. And, and no, I think... That guy just got really killed. And this is totally... <laughs> I mean, this is cyborg noise. I mean, this is... I do think of future and science fiction when I think of Third Organ... And I think it's his use of, I think it's his heavy use of synth. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely synth on even the very earliest. It's not a very organ. organic sound. C- correct. This is not yeah. organic noise. This is synthetic noise, I think. Well, there's also like, uh, there's a, what, a tape called Screw Man, a tape called Mirror Man that he did. Those are sort of, uh, you know, like Tetsuo the Iron Man style titles and concepts, yes. I think. Uh, this This pessimistic cyborg certainly <laughs> fits into that. 
uh, don't communication over the mobile network. The, the best necro title. third Such organ trial. Yeah, oh title. And actually we pulled up, we found some, uh, he actually, he has he, third organ has like a Vimeo with like seven videos on it. And one of them's a live video from 98 at bears. Oh wow. And the oh, video shit. that he's playing in the back, he's playing like a collage video behind him. And it's like, Ultraman and like porn. I mean, yeah. it's, and it's just like, and it's just coming at you like his noise is coming at you. So it's just like super fast, like cut up and then like doing that like uh, mirror screen thing. You know oh, I mean? yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. And so that is, find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what I think of when I think of Third Organ. I mean, so I. I don't know if this is true because in when we read the the noise issue number nine, uh, when he was asked where his uh, name third organ comes from, he said he prefers not to say for personal reasons. Um, but you know, I think our translation said for human for reasons. human <laughs> reasons. I I, I and then <laughs> so which is so awesome. Which I really, it was perfect. Thinking of I pessimistic cyborg. I really for human, I, 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 yeah, human yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah. And so. Uh, there is this book from like it was first in like 1912 written po- then got popular in 1920 um it's uh peter uh uspensky and it's tertium organum so it means third organ oh. uh and so basically it is a book called third organ and it's um an esoteric book uh it's the subtitle is the third canon of thought a key to the enigma of the world um so it was a total like esoteric book that denies the ultimate reality of space and time. Whoa. So it <laughs> sounds like a third organ concept. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So then it's like the, the whole premise is like denying the Aristotelian premise that a is a, it says that a is a and a is also not a simultaneously, um, which is totally amazing. And so when I think of third organ, third organ, like the, the three tenets of like this whole belief system is like, um, body emotion and mind so third organ is the mind wow in my mind I that's don't some know. uh yeah. schrodinger's cat logic too <laughs> yeah. yeah it's great i can see that for sure because what i was thinking like i didn't go that deep this you know like i was thinking more like sexual organs there's penis vagina and then there's the third <laughs> right. mystery yeah. organ oh, mystery. i love that <laughs> like maybe like playing off of like Burroughs and Geisen's third mm-hmm. mind thing where like they each had one mind and then when they combined their yeah. thoughts together, that was the third mind. Yeah, I think it I agree. So the I third think it's organ might be intercourse itself. Oh Amazing. wow. Cool. I love that. Uh, this <laughs> tape is in a uh what's colloquial known as a library case, one of the nice small black vinyl cases to hold a single tape. Uh, that used to be found in libraries for rentals. You know, have put a, put a booklet in there. This has a paste in with its number and information. Uh, full color cover uh, with classic '90s color Xerox looking. Yes, and uh, yeah, uh, some like you know, a uh, uh, cyborg robot looking stuff on the cover and back. The cover has like a buzzsaw affixed to it and some weird appendages. Yeah, some. The cover is also not. Not cut perfectly. Uh, there's about three quarters of an inch of space on the back where there's just no cover and it's sticking up a bit out of the plastic case here. The labels on the tape are also one's like too tall, but not wide enough. And the other one like is too tall, but is like wide enough or a little overly wide. And I, I just kind of love it's none of it's uh a perfect retail product. None of it's like I sent this off to the tape duplication place and they sent me back a shrink wrapped thing. This is, you can tell someone handmade this and like, that doesn't quite fit. So <laughs> it's like, it's fine. It's yeah, it looks, yeah. But it looks so much cooler. None of this is critique. This no, is like, totally I right. love the, the sort of handmade element yeah. to the human element in doing this kind of packaging. When and it was probably Pat. Yeah, yeah, he's probably yeah, I mean, sitting listening to this and just like cutting yeah. it out. And to like, <laughs> and the, maybe this is just the size of the artwork that was sent. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't quite fit right. So it's just like, whatever. And yeah. it's better than stretching it. And, and, yeah. yeah, and the and it's like it is a pic. It like the cover is insanely abstract looking, but it is something. Like, but again, it's it's that's it's like third organ in a way. You know what I mean? Like, it just it's I don't know. It's so. Do these first, it is an amazing machine. So these yeah. first, the first half of the first side, first third of it, first it's, third, it's, yeah, thirty minutes. Okay, side. yeah, is all taken up by these short 
uh, these short bursts with space <laughs> in between. And what a sh- what a crazy way to start a tape. It's really yeah. almost off putting. You can it's almost like there's a kind of a weak mute button pushed on some of them because you can hear the sound before he actually fully cuts it in too. You know, you get a little of that the sound of whatever short track is coming, like a little before it actually hits in at full volume. And there's a lot of space between them. Yeah. It's not a harsh cut up thing. There's like more space than normal between mm-hmm. these short yeah, pieces. Like five so or long. six seconds or something. It's pretty that jarring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you get a second to calm down after getting your ass kicked for these like 15, 20 seconds. <laughs> it's really, it's really absurd. They're mostly all loops. In fact, I think the uh, A6, I wrote first one that's not a loop. and But then I wrote uh, loops again. <laughs> it, it like... Wasn't a loop and then it hit looping. Yeah, and then that it one was just looping. like almost like a straightforward, like raw feedback contact. Yeah, mic kind of I'm noise. reading Mike's notes and A6. He wrote, "The mold is being destroyed perfectly." Well, so, <laughs> well, that's I might have had my eyes closed, but uh, you were definitely <laughs> traveling somewhere else. I like it. So, so for all these tracks, I'll actually just read what I wrote for each one, and I'm just gonna read them in order. The pistons are working perfectly. My brain is being scrambled perfectly. The cyborg is being built perfectly. The mold is stamping perfectly. The eyes are being installed perfectly. The mold is being destroyed perfectly. My veins are being pierced perfectly. The skull is being sanded perfectly. The assembly line is working perfectly. The incinerator is working perfectly. The legs are motorized perfectly. The cyborg is functioning perfectly. The cyborg is being destroyed perfectly. So that's that's what I wrote for all yeah. each one. Yeah, and that's where I was at. I was in. I was. We were. You, manu- were, you were in cyborg yeah. mode. We we're manufacturing a cyborg, Full sending it out into the which world. Which industrial reminds me of. We brought up Tetsuo the Iron Man. Yeah. But now I'm thinking of that movie Hardware. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Richard Stanley. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. And then I was also just going to just a lot of. You know, post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. Italian eighties. You know, you know, just dis- shocking dark. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, this is just yeah, yeah like or hands of steel. Oh, either one, you're win- <laughs> either one, you're winning. Helicopter. Uh, but yeah, the again, it's and and we 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 knew that this was how the tape started. But the first time you heard this, you probably had. I mean, obviously, you had. There was no like lead up to what was going. So, what Correct. did you think? Do you remember like putting this in and just being like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because <laughs> I I don't think I was super familiar with Montbrey at the time. Like, so it was just you know, okay, what you know, maybe I didn't even pay attention to the liner notes or anything, right. and it was just like, all right. Short, short. Okay, what? You know, like this is weird. Yeah, why? Yeah, why, yeah. why? And then, then it would just go off on these really long tracks. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, whatever. You know? I love that it. It takes a lot for us to be like, this is weird. Yeah. Is yeah. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I got to think about this. I don't know how I feel. Yep. This is weird. Well, for something, you know, when it's like it's such a sharp contrast, you have. 16 second tracks and then you have 11 minute 10 minute 15 minute 15 minute that's a that is a really (laughs) unusual uh lineup for a record especially to have all Mm -hmm. of the short tracks like they might be scattered between longer tracks weird little things or some some kind of thing but no this is like one block of these weird short blasts and then yeah not even between long long long, tracks longer longer. yeah 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 and the the remix tracks or the re-edit however um Seemed a lot more raw than the, you know, like mm-hmm. like it was source material, or right? Something. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it wasn't like hyper edited, hyper processed. It was just like the raw original sound source almost. Yeah, here's a loop. Here's this. It's gonna decompose. Yeah. <laughs> Once we get into the third organ works proper, which is the last two tracks on the B side, totaling like twenty more. The A side, sorry. Last two tracks on the A side, totaling twenty one minutes. You're you're getting classic Japanese pedal noise, pedal chain sounds. Like there's maybe there's some scrap stuff, but this is this is like feedback chain pedal noise to me, or like microphone through a handful of pedals. Yeah, and it's it's a tried and true style, and it sounds so 
so nasty. Here. Yeah. Yeah, he's got to be have like incredibly fast hands. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think he did in that interview, I think he does say he uses like a like kind of a weird microphone through a bunch of stuff. I now, think it was described as a karaoke microphone. Yeah, that's what but... he said. He said, it is. He, said it, it yeah. was a karaoke microphone. I think on the B side, I, I wrote, uh, why does Japanese feedback sound different? Yeah. And it, it might be that karaoke microphone he's using that really gives it a different, a different mm-hmm. tone. Uh, there's a lot of stereo work and a lot of uh, cutting... It doesn't sound like cut off noise, but it is. There are yeah. like distinct cuts See, in source material or processing that's going on. See, that's what I was observing too. Is that it didn't sound like it was like hyper edited, like he did a bunch of cut and paste. It mm. sounded like a live recording. Totally, that he just to happened to be real fast, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. That- There's so much energy. Like, I mean, I was just like energy. I wrote energy up, noise up. Like, yes. it is just, this has. Just so much um, movement and energy behind it, and it's so just punishing and active at the same yeah. time. Like it's not just some dull feedback drone. There's no droning. No, I mean, no. Yeah. actually, I wrote in my notes a constant movement, but also uh, it's there's always at least one element that is just full steam ahead going. Yeah. Even if the feedback is lingering or there's a loop going, there's something else that's driving it, and it's really frenetic and chaotic mm-hmm. during it. And at every second on this recording. Yeah, I have two times I wrote relentless yeah. And, yeah. Yes. Yeah. and underlined it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true. This is yeah. it's truly relentless. It yeah, never it, stops. Yeah, um, it, there's no breaks whatsoever. Uh, relentless. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I also wrote in constant motion. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple I think, times. I think we all picked up on the same thing, which is this. And there was a, a fake. It's a live wire. On the, on the 15th track, there's a fake ending. We were like, whoa, that was harsh. And then it started again. We're like, oh yeah. my God. It starts again <laughs> louder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It starts again louder than the track was and then previously. It just kept yeah. Going. And we were just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. 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 Like, so, all right, cool. We could take a breath. Yeah. We did. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's back. Yeah. We, we took about like, a five minute break between yeah. the sides, yeah. by the we, way. And we, yeah. When's the last time we did that? We never do that. It's happened like one other yeah. time. Yeah. Break, that's, that's it. yeah, it's yeah. like we got beat up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then by a cyborg. By, a cyborg. by, by the cyborg. And yeah. then we're like, oh shit, it's done. All right, yeah. cool. I'm going to try and walk home. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, just kidding. Cyborg's back, back in. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so funny because then we're all like thinking about it. We're like, oh, yeah, it is a pessimistic cyborg. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I yeah, get it. Yeah. I understand. Yes. Especially agreed. the the A15, it's, it's got this like swelling breathing this the movement to mm-hmm. it is like a different thing it's a heaving uh waving kind of thing and then there's there's some like synthwa and some filter stuff going on here specifically i'm thinking of a synthwa pedal that did not exist in 1996 but it has that sound sort of an envelope follower but if you know the maybe maybe uh jay knows the synthwa pedal i'm talking about that like digitech green one. Oh yeah 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 and actually this is a good time to segue into uh, do you know what kind of gear Third Organ was using when he was dragging um, his pedal stuff? Because we'll talk about seeing him play, I think. Uh, but he was using a laptop at the time I saw him. Yeah, I, yeah, I know he switched to the laptop in the early 2000s. And I remember when I was first getting into noise, and just like I did with a lot of genres I got into, I would just try to absorb as much as possible. And the greatest resource for that was at the time, which you guys probably remember, was msbr.com. Oh, the yeah. MSBR oh, site. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I still I, have a bookmarked on my phone right now. Wayback yeah. Machine. It, it yeah. still exists. With the Wayback way Machine. Wayback Machine, yeah. Oh. Yeah, we were doing <laughs> a lot of research a uh, on that for You can this still episode. read the guest book. You can still read the discography. You can yeah. still yeah. Wayback Machine. You yeah. can get all the posters and print them. Oh, yeah, what? it's very it's cool. cool. All right, yeah. I gotta get on. Yeah, this. To we'll show you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's gonna be a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> but I remember seeing pictures of Third Organ in the '90s, and it was just a giant table full of pedals. I remember seeing a wah at the beginning, like maybe like a crybaby or something. Oh yeah, good old good old Dunlop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and lots of Boss and Dod and. There was nothing that specifically stuck out like, oh, there's that. But upon listening, you could definitely hear some things. There's like every once in a while, there'll be like a flanger creeping through. Yeah. Flanging and phasing on this for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I definitely hear 
the old boss pit shifters, which is, I believe, the PS2. Yeah, I think we've talked about them in a couple episodes, and even when that was happening, I, I leaned over to Jay and I was like, that's the boss pit shifter, and he's like, yep. I was going to say, <laughs> you did talk PS2. about them on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we talked about it in episodes before, too, when I, yeah. when I hear that sound, because it's definitely... When I think of uh, 90s Japanese noise of a certain flavor, that's that sound is is prevalent. And I've I've only I only ever borrowed one from a friend once, which was the PS3. But that that harmonic warp lifting sounds yeah. weird. Um, it's a very synthetic. It it does. It's like an octave pedal, but synthetic sounding. Yeah. And it, it like reacts in a way that like when you're feeding noise through it, it tries to latch onto whatever frequency and play uh, harmony with it. Or shift it to you know shift an octave above it, and because you're feeding in such crazy frequencies, it just makes this weird stepped kind of twisty metallic harmonic sound. There was yeah. certainly a lot of twisted searing metal. Yeah, so yeah, that makes sense. And it's and, a, it's really crazy. Yeah, it's also what made it stick out too. Is it's also a pedal that MSBR used very frequently mm-hmm. to do a lot of his like synthetic screechy noises. Yeah. So when I read. Like, that's what MSBR used. And then I heard it on this. I'm like, oh, same pedal. <laughs> so in the, in the interview, in the noise interview, he, he says, yeah, basically, they ask him what he uses. He says a lot of simple effects. So I'm assuming these are some of these pedals. That's, he's just kind of breaking it down to do simple effects. Um, an electric guitar, which surprised me. And I, maybe Ooh. that's in the, maybe that's studio. Cause I've never seen pictures of him. No, yeah, yeah, maybe it's not here. scrap metal stuff you're hearing on here. Maybe right. some of the feedback is guitar yeah. pickups yeah. and guitar strings. Yeah. The karaoke microphone and then an analog synthesizer. So I don't, but it, but it doesn't say which, synth, what synthesizer yeah. he's using. But you can, you definitely, there's a synth feel in third organ yeah. that goes throughout. Yeah. There was not, no particular sound, synth sound, anyways, that stuck out like, oh, that's a right, SH101. Exactly. Just, just but like, you just kind of know it. You yeah. feel it. And, and it kind of leads me to think that that's why he was embraced by, like, for example, a lot of his early tapes were put out by, like, Grey Wolves. And he was very, out of all the Japanese artists, he seemed to be the most influenced and into that kind of early 80s industrial PE broken flag mm-hmm. type yes. stuff Ramla mm-hmm. you know MO is one of his biggest influences yeah Thousand Orchestra and Murder Corporation stuff like that seems to be def- I mean he was around, contemporaries I guess with Murder Corporation but he dedicates a lot of his tapes to Thousand Orchestra and the name of his studio is Anal Perversions which is a tape by them on this there is uh, the use of feedback really brought me to the old 80s broken flag style PE and and the early and the Italians, you know, style P, as well as there is that kind of airy sound that comes in. Sometimes it's used as a background. Sometimes that things cut out and there is that airy sound that I associate with with that era of industrial P. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. especially with the well, with the 80s stuff, it was like mic amps, mics in the in the room It's not recording direct to four track or whatever. They all seem to use amps. That's where they got their good feedback tones from. And that's where you get that room sound from. Mm-hmm. And this is a, definitely a lot more direct, but there are also layers and layers of feedback going on here. Not sure if it's a overdub, live one take. I mean, it sounds like a live, you know, live one take recording, but there's a lot of different sources of of feedback going on. If that's the case, that is definitely lots of sources of feedback, a hundred percent, because it assaults you from every side of your head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's so yeah. It's it's. I th- and again, I think that's what was bringing me to like third organ is the harshest because between not only is it just not only the feedback, but then it's the full noise. It's the chaotic noise. It's every level and every layer. There's some loop stuff in here, but it doesn't rely too heavily on the loops, which right. I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I love a good loop, you know, in, in some harsh noise, but it, this doesn't. It doesn't stick around for too long. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's, it, it just, it totally moves around. And also in that noise interview, um, he, he lists his favorite artists as the, oh. of the time as a noise collector, which I think is so, so super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so the, the interview that we keep referencing is the, the Chinese noise label noise, uh, did a zine and they're, uh, this is issue nine. I don't know if there was more after that. Jay, you said you had a, a copy, I, right? Of, uh, of one of the issues. Yeah. I don't remember which one. The, um, Mayuko Hino is on the cover. Cool. And they cool. look. There's an interview with like Blister Pack and. Um, oh, wow. 
Yeah, and yeah, CCCC, it, and yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's an incredible looking yeah. zine. It's, oh, it's amazing. It's yeah. it's so cool, and like we said, we there are little to well to possibly one third organ interview. I mean, we could not yeah, find it was anything. impossible to find. Even like if you go on the Wayback Machine to his website, there's no information. If you look for a bio, there's no information. His, by the way, it his his like '90s and early 2000s website is is incredible and insane looking it's so simple and so nothing it's, it's just amazing. yellow with my favorite thing blanks. actually is when you were researching it yeah. you texted me and said can you text Weiss and ask him if there's any th- if he knows of any third organ interviews because when I search third organ interview the only thing that comes up is an interview with John Weiss saying that he likes third organs yes, 100% 100% so, so but, good so we did luckily we found this this zine and, and but it is in Chinese so we had we translated it but again you have to keep in mind this was it was probably translated from japanese to chinese in the first place yes and then now we're translating it into english so it is we're double dipping there's very strange (laughs) translations but you get the gist of it and it is really cool because yeah they ask him what are his favorite noise artists and he lists his 10 favorite like album like noise tapes currently they ask him his artist and he he lists he lists two artists which is mombri and Macronympha. Yes. It's a great so, of course. Go Which figure. totally makes yep. sense. Yeah. Due to the uh, OVMN. Of course, because yes. he's on the OVMN. Yep. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And then uh, the question is, since you're also a noise collector, please list 10 most important influences to your style of loud noise. And it's a uh, number one, Mombui, all yeah. cassettes and CDs. Yeah. <laughs> all of them done. Uh, yeah. Krang, first LP. That's John Murphy, Australian stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. I think so, yeah. Um, I, I assume that's what that is. Uh, Listen to Cat Mars or Rectal Struggle. Great, great stuff. Mott Thousand Orchestra Anal Perversions. There you go. Yep. Andre Viff's CD on Artware or Heavy Duty. Uh, Heavy Duty, I think, got reissued by Influencing Machine. Yes. As a CD. Yeah. yeah. Correct. I have that, yeah. Uh, Merzbau Artificial Invagination CD. Totally <laughs> makes sense that that's the Merzbau <laughs> that he's into. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ramla. I think it's, I have to imagine this. It's a title is just a date. And it's I, one of those live Ramlas, I think. But yeah, again, this, this the translation, translation is strange. Just, yeah. is a little wrong. Incapacitance, Freud work, uh, study for convalescence. Uh, some I don't know. I don't know this one. That one I didn't know either. Hmm. Well, we'll have to look it up later. It, it could be a weird we'll translation too. Uh, NP Schnittwund. K seven six seven two five Schnittfund. I don't know what that is. Well, NP there is an NP third organ split release. Okay, oh. but I don't know what NP is to be honest. Someone's gonna someone's yelling at us right now. I'm <laughs> sitting and listening. Yeah. Uh, Bill Nelson, all records and CDs. So bastard noise, right? Yep. And uh, Pandemonium. Will over overture LP. I don't know this or. Non jamais espérance. <laughs> if you want yeah. to try that one down there, the French is translated with the wrong letters. I it's, yeah. yeah. It's, so it's, so it's this a, is a, this is a jumble. Yeah. yeah. But also, what's so cool? That which what an amazing list. It's by the way, list. like the coolest. Listen to list. all those. And yeah, you could just take that as recommended listening for sure. But also in the article, there's great flyers. There's like Soulmania, Third Organ, Monbri show. There's a Masana. What's that one? It's, it's Masana, Monbri, Pain Jerk, Third uh, Organ, Third and Organ, Soulmania. and Soulmania. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. At Bears. In like 94. Give me a friggin' break. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Nobody um, wants to see that. <laughs> my, I don't know if this happens with your copy, but uh, my copy of the Third Organ um, LP on mm-hmm. Harbinger came with like 10 flyers like yes. all those yeah um, it, it came it was like, it was like the, I think duplicates of the flyers yeah and I think it was the it, the ones that are in ours is the conta- the the tour the UK tour he did with the contagious orgasm yes yeah mm-hmm. there's a bunch of contagious orgasm ones it's, yeah that LP is amazing and yeah, it's yeah. like the, the so this is something else we were discussing you know while we were or before we were listening is third organ first of all that Harbinger LP was like his his first main like full length album, but there's no actual CD. There's CDRs, but there's no actual third organ CD until 2018. It was which all, is which is crazy to think That's about. Crazy, and because it was all tape. It was he did a million tapes in the 90s, and then he started kind of putting out his own CDRs. But there wasn't a real like a press CD until 2018, which seems crazy to me. It does seem crazy. Yeah. So that's one that's one reason why I actually picked this out. It just seems like 
he's very underrated or, you know, like, you know, you have like a lot of his contemporaries at the time. You got K2, Ob, Government Alpha, MSBR, so on and so on, who have loads of CDs, loads of LPs, you know, Mm -hmm. all this stuff. But there's no third organ. And like a lot of these people are getting like reissues and stuff, too. No one's doing any third organ. Why? Yeah. Like, yeah. I would, I, like, because nobody survived. It destroyed. It actually, they were in it so actually much pain. Everybody who listens to Third Organ gets destroyed. But he, it actually murders the, the mur- music. Murders they got the noise murder. They got noise murder. It's too high fidelity on CD. The world can't handle. Were, it. Yeah, I that think it is, is such happened. pure harsh that it's one of the reasons that it's uh, not out there. Is not as accessible as some of this stuff. Because when you look at some of the other, like even uh, contemporaries, like let's say Contagious Orgasm. Also, one of those people that doesn't usually get name dropped in the like big names of Japanese noise, mm-hmm. but is I'm a huge fan and is excellent. But there's also a lot of CD reissues, a lot of new, you know, newer CDs stuff that was released on CD, released on Tesco, that kind of stuff that had come out. And you would think Third Organ, being affiliated with Gray Wolves and some of this stuff early on, would have had some of that same appeal. But it's it's so brutal. It's so <laughs> whereas Contagious <laughs> Orgasm has some of those like industrial tendencies. That yeah, there's ambient parts and mellow. Maybe some things. drum machine stuff and some like yeah, dark ambient and almost musical parts. Third organ has has none of that. No. This is pure noise. And you know what's so funny it's, in that in that Harbinger LP with the flyers, one of the flyers uh, lists Third Organ is like pure Japanese like power electronics or something. And I just like the idea that like this is like. Power yes, electronics, like you know Absolutely. what I mean. Like it is, like it is. It's insane. It's, it's it doesn't relax. There isn't like a drone. Like it's, no, it's really, no. it's really crazy. And there's not even like a quiet portion. No. It's not even gonna put a loop in so that he can chill. Uh, I mean, there's wait, there's <laughs> they loops, would be but nice but to hear a long but, loop. But they're being like they're being manipulated the entire time. There's no break. They're changing. He's not giving himself a break. Always changing. No. But but all the third organ from this era is like that. There is no downtime. There is no. It is just full on from start to finish, it's which, a, which yeah. vicious it, amorphous noise block. Which which I think is something that we love because I think we love no. It's like when you're putting on third organ, you know this is what you're getting, and like yeah. you're you're in for it. You yeah. know. Um, when is the first time you heard third organ? That tape. That tape. The tape? That tape. Wow. That I picked up. You know. Probably doing scouring eBay in the early 2000s. Sometime. I was going to say, did you just order direct or do you remember getting no, this? No. I, no, it was probably eBay or something. Nice. Wow. <laughs> I had no contact with anybody. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. You saw, you said you saw Third Organ? Or no? no? No. You've never seen Third Organ? Okay. I have not. We, uh, we, yeah, we, the three of us saw Third Organ. Yeah, it was yes. one of my ill fated Valentine's Day shows. Uh, we saw which Third Organ a at Gray's times. house. The yeah. last one I booked was Cut Hands, some, what? Nine years ago. Oh, really? On wow. Valentine's Day, yeah. Uh, first LA show, I think. That's uh, so funny. But Third Organ was booked at my old loft space behind the green door for Valentine's Day, which didn't seem to make some people <laughs> too happy, but. Uh, we found it romantic. Yeah. It was a killer show. It's absolutely killer. Mm-hmm. He ruled. And yeah. y- the image that I have that we have of him, and there's images of him like this online. He was sitting behind a laptop with a winter coat on. Yes, Wearing a yeah. thick coat. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. And, and there's pictures of him like that, not at, even at the it's yeah. throughout that tour. And I've talked to people who saw him on that tour and like, oh yeah. So I always think of Third Organ's winter jacket. Yeah, well, you know, February in the Midwest yeah. is cold. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it was in Detroit and it was in a really spacious concrete floor loft so yeah it was actually cool plexiglass windows (laughs) and do you know what's really cool about the fact that it was that it was the green door your your venue named the green door uh on the pornography of despair cassette one of the tracks is dedicated to marilyn chambers oh wow yes (laughs) i didn't know that that's great and marilyn the green door being a marilyn chambers uh movie and he in when we were digging into his website, when he lists that show on his website, he has it in there to point out that of course the name is a reference to a Marilyn Chambers movie, like in his show yeah. list. Oh, Green wow. Door is on his he website. Doesn't, he doesn't have that for anything else. Yeah. Like, but that he specifically points out that it's de- that it's a Marilyn Chambers. Oh wow! Yeah. So he was stoked, and we were stoked. I, yes. I put a movie on when he came over because he got. I picked him up at the bus station. I want to say, and it was like. 
I took the day off work. I picked him up at like 1 30 PM or something in a bus station in Detroit and drove him back to my place. And then I just like put on a movie. So, and we talked a bit and hung out. Um, but I should, probably should have put some porn on. Would have been uh, par for the course at Green Door in those days. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, that it was amazing. And but that was the last. I don't know if he's come back to the states since then. I mean, that was two thousand four or five. So Not I, that, that I'm was, aware. Of, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think wow. we would have all known or what. You know, it must have been two thousand five. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds right. Yeah. So I mean, wow. I mean, but this. I don't remember it being as harsh as this tape. It might have been, but I don't remember. I don't think any of us were prepared. I, yeah. Yeah, I think my stereo probably sounds better than the green door. <laughs> oh, well, maybe that's true. Too. Maybe that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> Those things were abused. What uh, What was your kind of just path into noise, into the point where you're going to be psyched to get a pessimistic cyborg tape? I mean, what was kind of your journey into noise? Um. It was, you know, like a lot of others, it started with Merzbau. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And being a teenage death metal head. There you, <laughs> you go. Relapse. There you go. They, they, I mean, they, they put right? down Venereology so, and Pulse Demon yeah. and Toro Machine. <laughs> and they did the Gorbion Necropsy thing. And then they did the Masana record. They did the Atrax Morgue album. You know, and that just, just, that's what did it for you? Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I was like, what is this? Yeah. yeah like, yeah. why Why are they doing this? <laughs> <laughs> So the curiosity of why just like led me down. Then it just like I thought it was awesome. But you you were a death metal. That death metal was kind of your oh, high yeah. school when you were you know. Oh yeah, that was your that was your thing. Oh yeah. What bands in particular? Um, mainly like a lot of the old you know the old the Florida, classics. Yeah, the old Florida bands, yeah. the Eric Roadrunner stuff, yeah. and then you know you go deeper into the Nuclear Blast bands. Hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So, but so, did you did you have the Japanese American Noise Treaty? Yes. So that was my yeah the, the first yeah. time I heard Third Organ was yes, on that. and then yeah. there was the Japanese American Noise Treaty, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, yeah, this because yeah, pre internet mm-hmm. or at least like you find very it. rudimentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you did the thing where you looked in like the thanks lists and yeah, stuff like that, absolutely. and you see all this, and then you just hunt it down, and then searching for clues. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, going on these like <laughs> who is this? Yeah, yeah, on these hunts, mm-hmm. and yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the the MSBR website yep. yeah. was just the it, most crucial resource. If you want to see when we're talking about pre-internet or pre-like, you know whatever facebook all uh, stuff. yeah i said pretty ubiquitous yeah. way back yeah. machine the third organ website and the msbr <laughs> website you'll and see, you'll see what we're talking we about should, with, we should put a link up yeah yeah, yeah. like because it really you'll be like oh this is not usable at all by today's standards <laughs> no, no and msbr so has obtuse. three pages of links there's um north american <laughs> links japanese links yeah he, um useful links truly the hub. he has one called useful links and yeah, it's just I think like, link to, like distribution Peter King for cutting yep. lathes yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like he had like yeah. stuff like that like where to get mm-hmm. tape cases and stuff like yeah, it was really a resource. Cool yeah. links that are just things that he likes and they aren't noise affiliated at all. Like yeah, a lot of it's that. like site cool links. And then yeah, I became <laughs> fascinated too by like all because he had the gallery of there was yep. the live show gallery that yes. had a bunch of people. Uh-huh. And then there was like the gallery of all of his special, special packaging, packaging yeah. stuff, gallery, which looked cr- amazing, which I've never really seen wild. anything like before ever. You know, it's no, like, who why knows would you package are. a record in a big pile of weird slop and sticks? And <laughs> you know, like, it's like okay, cool. It's amazing, <laughs> and it worked. When did when did Circuit Wound start? That started in 1999. You know, after I was delving deep into yeah. the mm-hmm. you know into you know exploring and just became fascinated by it and again it was just like how okay how do they do this so obviously there's distortion involved so just obviously you just use what you got you know and just mm-hmm. being a metalhead i got some distortion yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i just plugged in a couple distortion pedals and i was like hey i actually like this <laughs> so the, the first tape was 99 or what or the first release yes and then and you just self-released it or yeah um there was a website back in the day, maybe you guys will, might remember, called mp3.com. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, where I put it up, because I didn't know what else to do. I, you know, I didn't know anybody in noise. I didn't know anything right. mm-hmm. whatsoever, you know. So that's I'm like, okay, cool. It lives here. And oddly enough, a bunch of other people were on there, and that's how I got in touch with people for the first time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, who were some of the first people that you got in touch with 
uh, started trading with or started kind of working um, with? The first person I ever talked to was John Borges of Pedestrian Deposit. Because wow. he's also from California. He At the time, he was living up in a small town in Central California, and we got in touch. And then um, for a while, it was just me and him, and we used to he used to come down to L.A., and we used to go like to the local record stores out in Hollywood and stuff, pre-Amoeba. And oh, just yeah, pick up right. noise. There was a place. Least, it's so funny to think that Amoeba hasn't always been. I here. think of Amoeba <laughs> as like yeah. around forever, like evergreen. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a place called Aaron's Records. It oh, was yeah. it, it was on Highland. Yeah, we've heard we've definitely heard stories. Damien Romero used to work there. Yes. That's what I was gonna say. I heard Damien work there. At the time I didn't know him. So then that's how it got stocked with all this killer Japanese noise. Because I used to go in there and just buy like find random Mersbau records, um Hydrokaiden, Incapacitance records, so on and so forth. If you work at a record store, please stock noise, especially for the love of Japanese God. noise. Yes. You know, I've <laughs> talked about you know the, my own record store in Michigan, a record collector that Devin Brainerd used to stock with all the MSBR and Triple R and stuff, and it's just it's just a great thing to be able to walk into a store and check this stuff out and have someone that you can ask about it or talk to about it. When you, especially when you didn't used to just be able to go on Facebook and find a group or find a forum or find whatever, when it was like face to face, you'd be like, what's this? What does this sound like? How is this different from this? Yeah. There wasn't a band camp. You right. Say, <laughs> you know, or a SoundCloud even or, before yeah. that to like hear like a two minute sound sample of a track, whatever. And, uh, it's stock noise. Keep, keep the noise there. Tell people to buy the noise. <laughs> so. It's just such a it's, it's such a big deal still, I think. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. Yeah. I know record it's, stores it's are refreshing a, when you see it. A dying art these days, but keep keep go, stocking noise and keep buying noise. Yeah, it's like you never know how many people it's going to influence to do their own thing and who knows what they'll become. You know, they'll become their own noise artists and, you know, and so on and so forth. When you uh, you worked a lot with Phil, I feel like in the two yeah. thousands. When did you meet up with Phil? I think of Jay, like in Circuit Wound, as being very Tronics related. <laughs> yeah, um, I remember Phil moving to L.A. in the early two thousands. Sometimes I don't remember the exact year, and I remember him. I think we did like a trade once before or something along those lines. So we just not knew knew each other, but we you know been in contact so he ended up reaching out to me because hey you're in la right i just moved here you know and it worked out to that and we ended up doing a split and it was another early circuit wound release was a split with the cherry point awesome and you still have it of course you, are you do you keep all Can your you, stuff oh yeah oh nice you're a keeper oh yeah no nice. i have a box that has every single release i've ever nice. done I love it. nice nice there there have been a couple things that i've had to track down i've actually had to buy one of my own releases off discogs once <laughs> that i was just going through i'm like well, i don't have a copy of this what happened <laughs> awesome. <laughs> gotta put it in the box first thing yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah so i yeah i got everything I, i've seen circuit womb handful of times Always a great set. We, uh, we all we all got to see Circuit Wound uh, a few months ago, uh, along with the show that Gray played. And so, I mean, obviously, it's a it is not a it's not a not a super rare thing, but it's not a super common thing for a Circuit Wound show. So, if there's one coming around, you got to go see it. Mandatory. <laughs> Now you mostly you mostly just play around around L.A. That's yeah. Kind of the, yeah. I very unfortunately very rarely get out of town. So I guess everyone's just gonna have to fly here. And Circuit Wound recordings. I mean, always yeah. so great. You 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 were so kind to bring us a new tape today. What was oh, that's is that the newest thing? Yeah, that is the latest mm-hmm. one. It's on Angst out of Italy called uh, Burnt Landscape Panorama. And where can people pick that up? Uh. Probably from the Angst website. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but you know, noiseheads know it. It's a it's a it's a popular tape label going now. We'll throw so. a link in there. Yeah. Sure, yeah, everyone, cool. please. And now, do you have do you does Circuit Wound have any band camp, anything like that? Um, I I try and stay off the grid. I feel it. I, <laughs> Amazing, it, love that. I mean, we feel it. Mm-hmm. There um, is very little Circuit Wound online. I mean, I have a band camp for like my small label that I mostly put out like rock and metal stuff, and then there's every once in a while some like archival recording on there that's just up there just for people to hear that's like has one of the first circuit wound tapes up there some early pre-circuit wound recordings are on there well let the people know where they can find it. uh sentient recordings uh dot bandcamp 
dot com or however it goes. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and well, Jay and I have a collab that should be coming out this year, probably. Uh, Hive Mind Circuit Wound or, or Black Sand Desert Circuit Wound. Oh, very ah, cool. Yeah. Nice. Who's putting it it's out? It's been sitting in the in the drawer for a minute. <laughs> uh, I'll put it out. Nice. I think. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. Cool. Um, yeah. We record. Um, Gray and I did. Yeah. We did a recording in preparation for a live show. We did a live collab. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that with again? Um, God, oh man, I'm. I've been trying to remember. <laughs> um, I believe we did a couple uh, sessions actually over here, right? Yeah. It was one or two. <laughs> it was. It was two sessions. I'm. I'm ninety nine percent sure. Okay. <laughs> I might be wrong. Yeah. Edit time. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that show with? What show? Was it a coaxial? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a coaxial. So you guys did a collab? And yeah. you did yeah, a collab did. together. Yes. Yeah. And we recorded and practiced for that. Mm-hmm. Very I'd cool. like to see that. <laughs> I I cannot You've remember. You've piqued my interest who, now. Who, well, when the new release comes out, you guys are going to have to do it again. We'll yeah. have to include a flyer for the show. Yeah. Yeah. And make um, a bio for people in the future who are trying to, like, you know, research. Yeah. <laughs> Just get a bio up. I'll get all your links in order. <laughs> Well, thanks so much, Jay, for coming out and bringing this awesome tape. Cool. Thank you guys for having me. I've been very eager to do this. Longtime fan. Yeah, well, we're, yeah. we're, we're super psyched to have you. We're so happy that you picked this tape. Everyone. It was an excellent choice. Thank you. <laughs> just put your head in the speaker and crank third organ. And. And, and you, circuit wound. And you'll, <laughs> yeah, and you'll definitely feel sick after listening. Pessimistic cyborg. You've been listening to Noise Extra. Noise Extra is brought to you by Chondritic Sound, a home to noise artists for over 17 years, by Verdant Weapons, maker of quality contact microphones and noise devices, and by our Patreon supporters. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash noise extra, and your support really helps. You can find us on Instagram at noise extra, on the web at noiseextra.com, one E in those, and on Twitter at noise extra, with three A's at the end. Thank you for listening to us and to Noise.